0: This is episode four of QC Fantasy. Uh, my name is Graham Rogers, here with my co-host Taylor Story and Chris Hayes. Guys, how are we doing today?
1: Doing great. Finally get to talk about the best team in the NFL. And you all know
2: who that is. <laughs> I am really looking forward to talking about one of the best divisions in all of football today. Couldn't agree more. Could
0: not agree more, Chris. That means we are talking none other than the NFC North highlighted by the Minnesota Vikings, Chicago Bears, Detroit Lions, and lastly the Green Bay Packers. Um, guys, that was the, let's,
1: save the save the best for last right is what that
0: was Yes, the first will be last last will be first sort of thing. yeah okay. Um, Anyway, let's go ahead and get to some NFL news now. So uh, one of the big stories, Jarvis Landry signing with the Saints on a one-year deal. Uh, Taylor, what do we think about how this affects the outlook for Jameis, Uh, maybe some Kamara, especially with his pass-catching ability, and then what the wide receiver core now looks like with this signing?
1: Well, we just got done talking about the Saints and my hot takes with Alave, so I think that cools it off a little bit. but I think it definitely it almost feels like Jameis is a safer pick now. Or if you had Jameis on your roster and you you know, it's always been like ugly having Jameis, but now it's like, okay, he's got Jarvis Landry, he's got another guy that is a vet, he knows how to play football, he knows how to score fantasy points. So Jameis to me feels like a lot safer. Um, I think Michael I think everybody pretty much stays the same for me. Alavia I didn't have too high this year anyway. Uh, just the potential that he could have. Um, Overall, I feel like the wide receivers stay pretty much the same for me. Jarvis is probably going to stay somewhere in the middle. I mean, maybe he can touch a wide receiver to finish if he stays healthy and Jameis is as good as we think he can be. But other than that, I I feel like everybody stays pretty much the same for me.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting. You know, I think I see Jameis, we talk about, Volume players at the running back and the wide receiver position. It's almost like Jameis for fantasy purposes needs to be a volume guy, right? Needs to have exactly. a lot of passes a lot of yards and then you end up with some touchdowns. Um, I agree you know, I could, I could look at Jameis, you know, in best ball a little bit, maybe in single QB being my second QB and taking that risk. Now that Landry's there, um, you know, I wasn't as sure of that with Michael Thomas coming off the injury and being out all last year. And then your next best wide receiver being a rookie. Um, but you at least put in, like you mentioned, some stability there. You you think, you know, what you're going to get from Landry, just because we've seen it year after year. Um, and again, it's just one of these teams that with the, Kamara news and seeing if there's going to be a suspension, anything like that. It's just kind of something we need to, we need to stay uh, privy to. Speaking of maybe some legal issues, uh, heard Jerry Judy arrested, um, kept overnight on the 12th and then released on bond. Um, I'm not going to get too far into that, but in case Judy were to miss time, if the NFL steps in and there's a suspension to start the year, uh, what are we thinking about the Broncos wide receiver core here? Yeah, it's definitely something.
1: That we're just monitoring. I'm not going to make any rash decisions or even move him in my rankings, I feel like right now. Um, we do know that the NFL likes to make statements on domestic violence. So if this is something that even shows an inkling of of more than what it's looking like right now, he could miss a a couple games, maybe. So worst case scenario, if he does, I think everybody in that offense moves up a little bit for me just because of the new volume they're going to require. Sadly, I'm going to have to move Albert O up a little bit. Uh, You know, you're looking at Hamler. You're looking at the other deep guys that are kind of fringe right now or considered sleepers. They'll be looking like a, a better pick if Judy's going to miss games to start the season.
0: Yeah, I've, uh, I've scooped up plenty of Sutton and Patrick and Albert O. Um, you know, I think Judy at cost was just a little too rich for my blood for what we've seen from Judy, even with Wilson coming into town. Um, So I honestly, if Judy does miss time, I'm probably going to have a lot less of those guys than I was anticipating just because they're going to move up some, um, which will be interesting to watch. But like you said, not something we're going to speak on too much until we kind of hear more about what's going on and see what happens with investigation and the NFL at that point. Um, Another wide receiver on the move. So Brian Edwards traded to the Falcons. Um, Not sure. How he fits in there, if it's fantasy relevant. Uh, what do you think about that wide receiving core? I know it kind of goes Kyle Pitts, Drake London, and then it's you know question marks after that.
1: Yeah, I, I've never really liked Brian Edwards just because he's never really showed anything personally. Um, he he goes to a worse quarterback theoretically. I mean, you're still moving from Derek Carr to Mariota, so in hindsight, it's not that big of a drop. Uh, he's probably going to be fighting for that being that last guy in the field and maybe five wide sets, which they can do a lot just because they've got Pitts and Drake London. So I'm sure they're going to want to spread it out. Um, I, I'm going to have to see it. I'm not moving him up. I'm not getting too excited with this move. It gives him a chance to restart. You know, people simulate him with the Raiders and his play there in his first two years. And it's been not that good. So hopefully he can just get a fresh start uh, and just be a better player, and maybe he catches on with his athletic ability size hands and
0: and does well for some people, yeah, yeah, I'm you know i'm I'm hoping that offense just kind of consolidates around Pitts, London, and Cordero Patterson, right? As far as the passing game yeah. goes. Maybe you get some Tyler Algier or Williams in the backfield when uh, Patterson's out wide. But uh, like you said, you know, Edwards didn't really produce with Derek Carr, and now we're plugging him in with the guy that backed up Derek Carr last year and expecting him to take a huge stride. Um, I'm just not super positive about that. And I was the guy that bought into Brian Edwards last year. Um, kind of burned me, so there's some bias there. Um, and then getting to your Packers, um, who we're going to talk about today, Ooh, yeah. Jair Alexander re-signs. Um, well, so again, you're I'm more- seeing this come across the TV today. Yeah, you're you're the Packers fan. You've got some IDP experience. Um talk to me about Jair Alexander and how that impacts the Packers and and honestly maybe the NFC North and some of the wide receivers there.
1: Yeah, I mean I, I I was pretty positive he was going to re-sign with the Packers, but it just continues from year after year that if your star wide receiver is going to play Green Bay, you know, be prepared for a disappointment. Like let's be honest, it doesn't matter who it is. He's held a, opposing Uh, star wide receivers to really bad games in his career and it's it's nothing new and that's why they paid him all that money so you just gotta if your team's playing the packers temper your expectations for your star. don't think he can maybe go and like oh i need i need 40 points for my guy this week for me to win i started off in a hole it's it's probably not going to happen unless he's injured or something catastrophic happens or or he slips maybe i don't know
0: yeah, it's going to be really interesting to watch, especially for all of us that have, you know, Justin Jefferson posted up at wide receiver one. Um, and then, you know, not as not as high on the on the Lions or the or the Bears wide receivers, but uh, yeah. with schedule release that came out uh, last week, going to be interesting to kind of start breaking that down, especially for me in, you know, the best ball realm. What are our playoffs weeks and uh, championship weeks looking like? Uh, so we'll be doing that after we get through the NFC divisions and kind of looking more in depth at the scheduling and where we can take advantage of these things in say redraft and also best ball and then obviously getting into dfs as we get closer to the season
1: yep yep we're starting to circle those uh wide receiver cornerback matchups we're going to see this year and and uh put those on our schedules and make us a lot more scared of the wide receiver we've got on our team
0: yep yep doing that finding those games that may shoot out like gotta love those in dfs and best ball um especially late in the year when you can you can win championships which is what we're here to do give me all the points We'll start with Green Bay, guys. Um obviously big storyline losing DeVonte Adams. You know, Taylor, this is this is your team. You are our beat reporter for the Packers. Talk us through the situation and then let me and Chris break down what we see going on in Green Bay.
2: Well,
1: I can tell you uh, reading that news across my phone for the first time was like uh, just slowly being punched in the face by a bunch of people. I got many texts from friends about it. It was not a fun time to be a Packers fan. I think I drove to the beach and had a sad moment. Uh, Yes, I did take my Devontae Adams jersey with me for the last car ride, and now I've got it hanging up on my wall. But with losing Adams... you lose 169 targets alone from Adams, 245 total for the team were lost this past season with a couple a uh, couple other losses, MVS. Um, so someone's got to fill that hole. I mean, we're looking at, we're currently looking at Alan Lazard and a slew of other receivers that just probably aren't going to be any good. The ghost of Randall Cobb is still there. Um, you've got Christian Watson that came in in the draft. How soon is he going to be ready to go? Rodgers really likes to pick on rookie receivers. Uh, in in his mind, they've either got it or they don't. Rodgers is either going to love them or he's going to not like them for a while until they can figure it out themselves. is is almost how it looks from the outside. I'm sure it's different in the organization. And uh, Rodgers has always been a good teammate, from what people have said. So we'll see how that plays out. And there's still the realm of possibility for them to sign a one of those veteran wide receivers we talked about, uh, like Jarvis Landry. I'm hearing Julio Jones more and more, uh, so it, it's it's all up in the air on that receiving course right now.
2: Yeah, the pack. I mean, the loss of Devonte Adams is obviously very significant. Um, and I do think it will hurt Rodgers' numbers, yeah, you know, a tad. I mean, we're we're still talking about Aaron Rodgers, one of the best to ever, ever do it. Um, but there there is one guy that that I would like to mention. That's Romeo Dobbs. Um, who the Packers drafted in the in in which round Taylor? Uh, I think they took him in the third or the fourth, fourth round. Third third round. Four, yep. uh, I'm pretty, pretty sure it's fourth. Lot, yeah, I'm get, you know, I've heard a lot of good things about that draft pick, so I don't think we can necessarily count Daub's out. Um, he's apparently a deep threat, something the Packers you know, kind of need with Devonte Adams. You know, gone. Um, Christian Watson is obviously an at, an athletic freak, and he'll be expected to to kind of, to shoulder the load that that Adams left. Um, I'm really high on Alan Lazard. He, he is my is my breakout fantasy player this year. But um, I do think there there's enough here for Rogers to to still put up elite numbers.
1: Yeah, in the splits without Adams, 2019 to 2021, the Packers went seven and zero. The team had a just shy of four touchdowns a game. They had 3.9. Uh, they had 392 uh, offensive yards a game, although they let up a lot on defense. So it's, Rogers is probably going to have to throw the ball, and that's where it still comes in. I still think he's safe with the ball. He's not going to throw interceptions. Uh, it's easy to say, because I'm a homer, but I, I think another good year is coming for Rogers. I mean, you got to think that, one of the greatest guys ever to throw a football is going to figure it out with who he's got on the field, right? Yeah, that's what I think for the team, and that's
0: what I hope as a fan at the end of the day. Yeah, I think you know Aaron Rodgers is still going to be QB one, right? We're not going to drop him below a Deshaun Watson, maybe not playing the whole year. Stafford's kind of right in that yeah. same realm. Derek Carr, Tua, Trevor, Kirk Cousins, you know that that's kind of the realm you're getting in. I'm going to take right. Aaron Rodgers, you know, over those other guys even still. Um, I think. Whoever you can pick last, at least for me, in best ball drafts of Lazard, Christian Watson, and Sammy Watkins, I'll go with just because it's so unknown as to who's going to get the bulk of those targets. Um, I am a big fan of Robert Tanyan at the tight end position. I know he's coming off the knee big injury. Um, but we've seen it before, right? Um, a lot of touchdowns, red zone target, no Devontae Adams. You know, that could that could happen once again this year with him being healthy. And then, you know, we were talking pre-show the guy that's really benefits with Devonte being gone in this offense, who's going to be the focal point. You know, it's gotta be Aaron Jones. I have no issue drafting Aaron Jones or AJ Dillon in best ball. Again, the cheaper guy being AJ Dillon. I don't mind it. Um, but Aaron Jones is, is set for a huge year. Yeah.
1: It, it, when you're looking at this team as a whole, I think you have to look at the running backs. I think these two guys are going to benefit the most from this. Rogers is going to be able to get them down in the red zone with whoever's on the field. And when they get in the red zone, Rodgers is going to rely on either A.J. Dillon's quads to run it through the offensive and defensive linemen over the goal line or Aaron Jones catching the ball out of backfield within the 10-yard line, which we see all the time, and him being able to score him his way through whoever's trying to tackle him and score. I mean, he had 16 touchdowns in 2019, nine rushing touchdowns in 2020, uh, regressed a little more in 2021. But with Adams gone, it almost has to go back up. So... I'm looking at the two running backs here to really pick up a lot of the load. And don't discount A.J. Dillon's hands. He's sneakily one of the one of the top uh, true catchers of the football out of the backfield, although the stats might not show it. Do not discount
0: his hands or his quads. Exactly. You can't discount his quads. They're too big.
2: No, you can't. Uh, I love Aaron Jones this year. Um, I loved him last year because, you know, you could get him late in the – Late in the first round, early second round, and you'd be getting a, a quality RB one. Um, mm-hmm. This year, I man, it really. I think the Packers are going to deploy him kind of like uh, the Steelers did with Le'Veon Bell year years ago. I think you're going to see a lot of Aaron Jones in the slot, running you know quick outs and and, yeah. and short short passes exactly. So, yeah. Um, I think they're going to use Jones all over the field. I know volume has been an issue for Jones in the past, but they may not have a choice this this year because he is their most talented. Uh, he is their most talented offensive player. That that is isn't Aaron Rodgers, and you know Devontae yeah. Adams has been Green Bay's most talented offensive player in the past few years, and we saw how his volume was. So I would expect not necessarily similar volume, but really high quality uh touches for aaron jones this
1: year i'm i'm back all over the uh hashtag free aaron jones campaign i know you guys saw that as my group me name for quite a while in our home league so get
0: ready to hear that a lot from me again this season i know uh taylor could talk packers all day got three other teams to get to so we'll uh we'll skip on down minnesota vikings um you know i i don't know if there's too much to say about Justin Jefferson, right? Just really good. Um, I've got him as wide receiver one in my fantasy rankings. Um, no disrespect to Jamar Chase or anybody else, but that's that's the guy. Um, what do you guys think Jefferson, Taylor specifically in Dynasty, uh, and then anything else that sticks out to you guys on the Vikings? Yeah, I think I, I
1: hate to talk about the other team, San Jose North, so I'll make this quick. I I love Jefferson, and I think you could put – he's my number two personally – I've got Jamar Chase, number one, just because of what he did last year. Uh, You can easily have Justin Jefferson there. He is just as good. If you pick one over the other, it doesn't matter. You know, pick one, pick the other. Uh, I love Jefferson. He's just such a good uh, football player. I mean, take fantasy out of the equation. He is going to be good for the game of football. He's a great route runner. Uh, Kirk Cousins is i believe is i think it's his quarterback rating when targeting jefferson is one of the highest in the league and that just explains everything for how good jefferson is for fantasy for the team for kirk for
2: the whole offense yeah i mean the guy is just a he's just a stud he's he's number one in my rankings for redraft um you know as and kirk is good enough you know to get him the ball and, and, i mean like last year When I was watching the Vikings, although not that much, like every single time Jefferson got the ball, like his separation is just insane. Like he's running wild out there, just yards and yards of separation. Um, And he can run short. He can go deep like this guy. He can do it all. So he is my number one uh, one receiver this year in, in redraft. And I'm... Justin Jefferson makes man coverage look like zone
0: coverage. That's how he, good he is. Yeah. Well, and we know Dalvin Cook had some injuries last year. Um, so I think that that definitely played into say, Kirk Cousins. I'll go ahead and tell you guys, since Justin Jefferson came into the league fantasy points per game in 2020, Kirk Cousins was number 11. So that's a QB one. And last year he was number 12 again in fantasy points per game. So since <laughs> Jefferson came into the league, you're talking about a QB one points per game for Kirk Cousins. Um, so, He's, you know, Kirk Cousins, I think, is putting himself kind of in that. Uh, Phillip Rivers, Matt Ryan, like some of these guys that's just a little bit old school now compared to some of the athletes we're seeing play at the quarterback position, but they're consistent, right? Especially if you put talent around them. Um, So speaking of Dalvin Cook and the injury from last year, where we see Dalvin slot in uh, this year, and is he still, you know, top five running back in the league,
2: especially fantasy relevant? Uh, Not not for me. Um, You know, I was... I mean, in our in our own league, our own league, I was a frustrated Alvin Cook owner, you know, most of the time because I, I had no idea if he was going to play or not half, half the time. I, I, right now, I have him as RB 10 because he was, he was very good when when he played, specifically the, um, Steelers game where he just where he ran, uh, ran wild the Thursday night game where he had like four touchdowns.
1: Yeah, he's still got it in him. I mean, there's still gas in that tank for sure. Uh, We saw him stay healthy for the most part last year, so there's no reason to believe that he can't do it again this year. Uh, Although he is coming up on that age for Dynasty purposes where maybe you this is the last year you use them, or maybe this is the off season. You trade them off and try and get what you can. Maybe you trade them and try and get like a Brees Hall or a Kenneth Walker plus some for, for Dalvin cook. If a guy happened to get Kenneth Walker and he's not rebuilding or has a chance of competing, look around and see what you can get for Dalvin cook. If you want to ship off one of those older yet still elite, uh, bona fide top 10,
2: uh, dynasty running backs. If you're a Dalvin cook owner, do you have to have Alexander Madison on your roster? It's a
0: great question. Uh, it's yeah, for me, it's it's tough because like, game, I, you know, I get into game theory here where I don't I don't want the handcuff of my running back. So I, I'm thinking top end value is I want Dalvin Cook. And then maybe I want the handcuff of another top running back, right? Like maybe I want Rashad White in Tampa Bay. Maybe I want Khalil Herbert in Chicago that way. Best case scenario, because I don't wish injuries upon anybody, but if something were to happen, The odds of it happening to one guy on my team specifically, um, pretty low, but it could happen to other guys out there. And so I'd like to have the upside of two running back ones when I drafted one guy way late because he's a handcuff. Uh, That's my personal take on handcuffs. I'm not a huge fan, but obviously that comes back to bite me in the butt when it is my starting running back that goes down. I think the
1: only scenario where you absolutely need to have the backup to Davon Cook in this case, Alexander Madison is the backup. Or you could say for any any of these top tier guys that have a pretty decent backup, if they're far and away your best running back on your team, you need to do anything you can to have that handcuff. Like if you've got Davon Cook and then your next best running back drops down to Rashad Penny or Devin Singletary, you know you took him early and then you punted on the running back for a while, you need to have that backup. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And as a reminder for everybody out there, um, Alexander Madison is 23 years old. Um, So we'll see what happens with Dalvin Cook, but it's a guy we've seen step in and produce when Dalvin is out. Um, I'm a huge Madison fan. I have him in plenty of best ball drafts. A lot of teams where I don't have Dalvin Cook. Um, You know, I think he's getting into that conversation of, you know, maybe a Tony Pollard depends on what the usage looks like for Dalvin. Maybe they try to pull that back a little bit with the injury that happened last year and Madison gets a little bit more, more run. Um, But another big topic with this team, uh, Adam Thielen, you know, we, it's, it's the battle with father time, right at the wide receiver position. Um, What do we think about Thielen this year?
2: I personally, I I like Adam Thielen. Um, I I think it it depends. Like if you draft him as a, as a high end WR two, you know, you're, honestly you're probably going to be disappointed just because Jefferson is going to is going to eat you know he's going to take up a lot of a lot of targets a lot of catches a lot of touchdowns but if you draft him as you know your WR3 you're going to be in really good shape you just have to know what you're you're getting yourself into like Thielen's going to be volatile Um, he's going to have games where he's going to win weeks for you where he has two touchdowns but then you know we also saw last year like he was like eerily similar to Tyler Lockett at times where we'd have huge touchdown games and then, you know, just radio silence for, um, you know, for weeks at a time. And that'll, that'll happen with age, but you just have to know what you're getting yourself in, into. But I, I, I still like Adam Thielen this year.
1: Yeah. So for me, Adam Thielen, I think is going to be one of those guys where you can pick up in a dynasty startup draft as your uh, wide receiver three, possibly even a wide receiver four. I've seen him been going uh, really late. You're going to be able to get him. You're going to be able to trade for him if you're competing in dynasty and you're not going to have to give up much to get him, which is really good. So it's it's something you can target this offseason for sure. And if you're drafting or you're trading for him, now is the time to strike. When the season starts, you're going to have to give up a little bit more. Obviously, as the season goes on, he's going to be getting points. He's going to be playing in games. The price is always going to go up on a player like that. So right now, especially during rookie fever, you might be able to trade a third-round pick for Adam Thielen. So he's going to be good this year, although he's old. So just be cautious. If your team's really old, he might not be a target. But if you have some young pieces, I would target Adam Thielen this offseason.
0: Yeah, I like I like Thielen. Thielen, I can I can get him at a discount in leagues, right? From where he's going, I think this is going to be a pretty good offense. They're at least going to move the ball up and down the field. I think we're going to see them score touchdowns. Um, so again, good offense with a guy we've seen do it before. Um, I'm all about it. Uh, and then another guy, kind of coming off injury, uh, Irv Smith at the tight end position in Minnesota. A good red zone target. You know, we saw it a couple of years ago. Obviously, with the injury last year, Tyler Conklin took over, but he's now off in New York with the Jets. Um, so I am a big fan of irv smith i think it's another tight end in this division that you can get later in rounds um that can potentially have a decently high ceiling with touchdowns
2: i'm i I was a irv smith believer last year and then he went and got hurt right before the season started so you know that that killed me but i'm i'm getting back on the wagon this year um you know Will there be enough targets to go around? That's the only question I have between Jefferson and Thielen and even K.J. Osborne. Um, Will there be enough to go around? Um, I I like the talent. I like the player. I like the person. um, But will there be enough to go around for me?
1: Yeah, we've seen Kirk Cousins not throw the ball a lot, especially when Dalvin Cook is cooking. So it's the target, the... uh... Completions and attempts for Kirk Cousins can be in the low 20s, and that's just a bad week for everybody.
0: We got Gas Can. We've got Cook Cooking. Everybody, please excuse Taylor and his uh, his verbiage that he uses. Um, so, enough about Minnesota. Let's jump to the Bears. Um, guys, offense is really bad. Uh, I'll be honest, I was I was really high on Justin Fields when he was drafted. Uh, but obviously last year didn't see a whole lot. Uh, I'm probably higher on a couple of other, actually maybe three of the other quarterbacks that were drafted last year, which we'll get to later on other divisions. My um, love fest with one of those quarterbacks, but I want to believe in Justin Fields. Um, offense is not good. And with what we saw in the draft with you know new coaching staff, it's just, are they putting him in the best position, right? To do anything really uh and that's my concern especially fantasy related he's got the legs he can run for stuff but are we going to see an all-around good quarterback that can put up fantasy points on a bad offense with
2: not a lot of weapons yeah i'm just not sure what chicago has to offer this year you know they they had a chance to you know to really bring in a head coach that that could develop justin fields instead they brought in matt eberflew the defensive coordinator for the Colts, you know, the Colts are a pretty conservative team to begin with, bringing in the defensive guy. So uh, I'm not really sure where this is going. As you said, Graham, like, I don't know if they're putting them in a position to succeed. Um, They didn't draft any receivers or really add any weapons for them um, during the offseason. So this is a very, very questionable team. Yeah, I I just don't think there's that many points to go around
1: at all. I mean, Bears quarterbacks barely get over 30 touchdowns in the history of the Bears. So unless that changes with Nagy gone and, you know, David Montgomery's running the ball, well, that's where all the points are going to come from. Justin Fields' legs, David Montgomery's legs, if they get in the red zone, maybe he throws a couple touchdowns to Mooney. Mooney takes a couple deep. Cole Komet is a big big guy. He could be a red zone target like like chris said it's just questionable i've got to see it on the field i've got to see a better product before i really change my opinions on any of these fantasy assets if you can call them that for the bears yeah.
0: Yeah. It's a, it's a tough spot. And, you know, we've seen David Montgomery with volume, but to be honest with where the bears are going to be this year offensively, it's like, are, are they going to be running the ball much at all? You know, they're going to be trailing. It wouldn't surprise me if this team finishes last in the division, we'll get to the lions next and kind of where their rebuild is going. Um, but I'm worried about that with David Montgomery, who's been a pretty consistent player. Um, I think Khalil Herbert is really good. A guy like Madison, I own in a lot of best ball leagues, just in case we saw him step in last year and perform. Um, um, you know, I think there are a couple wide receivers in this division that have been some of the most talked about out there. Um, one of them being Darnell Mooney in Chicago, but again, he's the one guy, so you're going to get volume, but is this offense going to be on the field enough? Are they going to score enough points for him to be, you know, a wide receiver? Um, I'm just, I'm not sure wide receiver one. I mean, there are a lot of people that were in love with Mooney, but I'm just, I'm not seeing it with a bad offense.
2: I was one of those guys that was in love with, with Mooney last year, um, made the big blockbuster trade with Elvis last year trading Arvin Jones Jr. for Darnell Mooney. Um, but huge. Uh, it was it was I think huge. I saw that on ESPN. <laughs> yeah. I mean like he can play. Like Mooney's a good player when he's not, you know, dropping passes. But um But yeah, just this uh, I'm really trying not to touch this offense again next year. Unless if it's David Montgomery, I think he's I think he's sneaky good.
1: I think one thing to mention and uh, I'll give a shout out to one of the guys in one of my leagues who absolutely is in love with this guy, Valus Jones Jr. The bears love this guy. He loves this guy. Uh, He's got speed. He's got versatility. He can do a lot of things. Um, Picked 71st overall. So it's not the highest of draft capital spent on a player. It doesn't mean he can't be good. We see plenty of guys drafted late that, uh, that that make plays and and be relevant so just just keep an eye out
0: that's all i'm saying just keep an eye out yeah it's a it's another it's another speed guy like mooney right um yeah. i guess the issue in dynasty is he's 25 years old but he did run a fourth rookie he did run a four three So, you know, maybe, we'll see. Maybe they're just going to run verticals with Mooney and Valus Jones and uh, Justin Fields. Pick which one you're going to hit there. Um, And then getting to, again, another tight end in this division, Cole Komet, Um, you know, player. Uh, we haven't quite seen him really break out. I will throw out there that they did this offseason acquire James O'Shaughnessy from Jacksonville, and they also brought in Ryan Griffin oh. from New York. So, it's not like there's no competition there. I think Cole Komet's probably the more talented guy, but again, with this offense and with those two other guys being on the roster behind him, I'm just not sure I'm going to be super high on Komet either.
2: Yeah, I have, I, I have like zero interest in Cole Komet, mostly because like once you get past the elite tight ends, like, you're looking for guys that are going to be scoring touchdowns, and the Bears probably aren't going to be doing a lot of that this year.
1: Yeah,
0: it's uh, it's bleak for the Bears.
1: If anything good comes out of the Bears, I'll be surprised.
0: All right, we will skip down to the Detroit Lions. I will say that if I had to disown the Carolina Panthers, which I'm very close to doing, I would jump on the Detroit Lions bandwagon and be with them from the bottom here moving on up. Um, I think in our league last year, guys, I was early on Swift, right? I I paid up for him in the draft, got a lot of question marks. It paid off for me. Um, Just again, one of those guys I love. He's athletic pass catching back um jared goff is not a mobile guy he's not a gunslinger who's going to force a downfield so when it's not there guess who he's looking for deandre swift um you know we saw him split time with jamal williams williams went down with an injury swift went down with an injury luckily middle of the year i sold swift high traded him away um but again not banking on injuries swift's got a ceiling that a lot of guys at that position don't have in the nfl it's just what does this split look like with jamal and can he stay healthy
1: I'll, uh, I'll offer something up to you guys right now since we're talking about Swift. Keep trade cut. NFC North running backs. Aaron Jones, Dalvin Cook, DeAndre Swift for this season. Keep trade cut.
2: I'm keeping Aaron Jones. Um, oh, boy. I'm cutting That's Dalvin. Tough, I'm, I'm, I'm probably trading Swift and cutting Dalvin. Oof. All right. I hear you, Graham. Oh, ho <laughs> ho. I've got a I've got a love fest
0: with with Swift, um, yeah, yeah. but I think but I think a lot of what happened last year was volume, right? Which we we love at the running back position, but they've added wide receivers. Um, I, th- I think I'm with you. I'm going to keep Aaron Jones. Uh, I think I could get more value for Dalvin Cook in a trade right now, honestly, with name brand having done it for so long. So I'd probably trade Dalvin Cook and and cut DeAndre Swift, but it would it would hurt me deeply. It's a guy I'm going <laughs> to own a lot in best ball, probably in some of other you know like other leagues I'm in. So that's a that's a guy I like, but because yep. of volume and seeing some of the other guys they've bought, brought in for golf to throw to. And if Hawkinson's healthy again, that's a guy that he can dump the ball off to. Um, I've got him behind those two guys in my ranking, so I'm probably going to keep him there.
1: Yeah, I think I'm the same with you. Keep trade cut in that order with you, Graham. Uh, but other than that, I, I, I mean, the weapons in this offense are just. I want to have all of them. You <laughs> know, yeah. I'm a Ron St. Brown, Jameson Williams, TJ Hawkinson, DeAndre Swift. I mean,. I'd love to own all of them on the same fantasy team,
0: and I wouldn't even be mad about it, especially mm-hmm.
1: in dynasty. They're all young.
0: Yeah, I'm. A, again, that's why I'm. I'm high on this team. I think they're building it the right way. Right, they're putting talent at all these positions. Yep. They're getting better on defense. Just drafted Aiden Hutchinson. Um, you know, they drafted Sewell last year for the offensive line. Like they're doing stuff the right way. And then if we can no offense to Jared Goff, but when you're talking about competing against some of the best teams in the NFL, he's not going to be the guy that gets it done. Um, so I think if they can put a quarterback in here that's young on his rookie contract, you know, we saw it with Mahomes. We've seen it with Allen when he was on his rookie contract. We're seeing it with Justin Herbert now. You know, that's that's how you can really win in the NFL. You put all this talent out there, bring in a young quarterback who can sling it, um, and you got a shot. So, you know, Jared Goff is a guy that You don't have to pay anything for him, so I may have him in some best ball, especially if I want to stack him with some of these other guys like Amon Ra or TJ Hawkinson, uh, even DeAndre Swift with his pass-catching ability. Um, But, you know, I think Amon Ra, guys, talk to me about him. He's been one of the most talked-about wide receivers, right? It's like everything the Lions do either helps him greatly or hurts him greatly, right? There's no in-between. So how do we feel about Amon Ra? Is the volume going to be there like he saw late in the season last year?
2: it will be. Um, I think it's, it's going to take some time for Jamison Williams to, to come around, um, you know, through the, I know he said he's going to be ready by week one, but let's, let's be honest. He's, he's probably not going to be ready by, by week one. Um, at least not at full speed. Um, you know, none of us are really high on DJ shark, but he, he could eat into a target chair a little bit. Obviously Hawkinson is uh, Hawkinson when he's on the field, he's legit. but St. Brown, I think the volume would be there. But but Goff will he will spread it around. You know he has a connection with Josh Reynolds still. Um, you know that's that's kind of his red zone guy. So I think the volume would be there. St. Brown is such a great security blanket. Um, so I, I think he'll be rock like a rock solid WR uh, three this year.
1: Yeah. I- It's tough to say the volume is going to for certain be there just because we saw such a snap last year, starting in week 13, when they had those injuries. I mean, who's golf going to throw the ball to? You're just going to throw it to your young guy, let him make plays. And he did, you know, I'll give that to him. He made plays, but I'm still just, just tempering expectations on him a little bit. Uh, We're going to obviously see that again at the start of the season. I'm pretty certain Jamison Williams is not going to be healthy for the first game of the season. So we'll see how that plays out. Swift and Hawkinson are obviously going to be healthy, uh, and it, none of this is really confirmed. But I heard from sources who heard from sources that Jamison Williams' rehab has been—I've heard that he wasn't taking it as seriously as he could. Uh, it's not saying his rehab is having setbacks or he's not doing his job, but you just—I just keep that in the back of my mind. You know, I, I heard it from a, another trusted podcast that heard it from a, some B reporter, the lions. So
0: it's just something to think about. Let's be honest. These are all uh Packer sources that Taylor is hearing this through. So, I know. um, <laughs> I know. yeah, I think I'm a little lower than the field on Amin Ra. Not that I don't like him, but at where he's being drafted, um, it's just not someone I'm going to have a lot of this year. Um, so for you guys, what about Jamison Williams in dynasty, right? Cause I, I think the talent's there. Um, you know, obviously we have this question mark with the injury, but the first-round capital coming off a torn ACL, definitely not going to be ready for the beginning of the year. Um, Got to say something about what the NFL thinks about him. Um, and yeah. again, I think long-term, man, if they can put a quarterback in here after this bridge with Jared Goff, um, you know, wheels are up for Jamison Williams because I think in college he was probably a better prospect than Amin Ra, right? I think draft capital says that. So yeah. he could be the guy on a team that could be really good in a couple of years.
2: Imagine yeah. if Detroit uh, trades up in the draft next year for Bryce Young.
0: Mm-hmm. CJ so Young. Right right on. On. Yeah. to see, yeah, what yeah. those guys turn into. So we'll we'll see how that all plays out with the Lions. Yeah, Jam- Jameson's basically tied for fourth in rookie wide receivers with me
1: with with Traylon Burks right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, af- after the days go on and the rankings keep moving and shuffling, so he is in that top. T- I think they're all in the top tier of rookie wide receivers. They're all in that first tier for me. Those five. But those two, I think, are at
2: the bottom of the first year. So that's that's kind of where I've got them slotted. Yeah. I think if the yeah. injury doesn't happen, Jameson Williams right. is, exactly. is. Exactly. He's the first receiver off the board this year. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, probably so. Um, before we finish up with the
0: Lions, shout out Craig Reynolds last year being a fantasy superstar for a couple games without <laughs> Swift and Williams. Yeah. Just had to Jeez. throw that out there. Good guy steps in and, and yeah. takes that load on a bad team. So, so good for him. Um, as we finished up in the NFC South, we got some hot takes here. Uh, guys, who wants to go first on hot takes for the NFC North? I'm saving the best for last. Chris, you take it away.
2: Hi. I've got two hot takes here. I, I mean, one, they're okay. They're, it's not my best work, but it'll do. Um, we've got the Minnesota Vikings taking the playoffs this year. They are one of my seven teams. You guys, will just have to wait and find out who I have my surprise teams that are out of the playoffs later. Um, I would love to so, hear it. Yeah, uh, I, I like their uh, I like their hire of Kevin O'Connell from from the Rams to be their head coach. I think he's going to take he's going to take this offense to to a new dimension. And then I have Alan Lazard finishing as a top twenty five wide receiver this year in fantasy. All right, Lazard the sound of that
0: wide receiver 2 um, so for my hot takes I've got I've got a couple for the NFC North as well um I'm going to cop out on the first one I think we're going to see a backup running back in the NFC North be a running back one top 12 running back in <laughs> fantasy this year I'm gonna cop out because I can't predict which one it's gonna be but man you, you look at the guys that are there like AJ Dillon you look at Madison you look at Khalil Herbert who stepped in last year um, and I think Jamal Williams you know if Swift goes down and Williams stays healthy uh, he would have had a huge year last year as well so I, I'm gonna have those guys on teams all throughout my best ball leagues uh so i'm i'm high on all of them and again you can't predict who's going to get injured so i, I want to have pieces in in this division of these running backs um i think there's opportunity there and then guys i'm i'm on the lions bandwagon they're not my team i'm not going to try to claim them but the lions will be playing in the super bowl in the year 2025 or 2026 that's not something MCD. fantasy <laughs> hey, baby mcdc we uh that's that's where we're going super bowl bound
2: Wow. Detroit
1: Lions gotta gotta love Motor City Dan Campbell
2: baby
0: 2025 2026 that's the prediction we got we got a few years to get there but it's headed that direction it.
2: it's a I good thing it. it's a good thing we're recording this <laughs> everyone <laughs> gonna will forget
0: everyone will forget so no one's gonna actually go dig somebody this needs out, to so, tweet
2: that ASAP
0: <laughs> so I can I can keep it out here we're good we're good all right Taylor all right finish it off hot takes I've got two.
1: One of them I'm more passionate about than the other, and one of them I hate to say, but I too think the Vikings make the playoffs, and I think they make it handedly. Um, Just a little shout out to Cody, our resident uh, Vikings fan of my other home league. I think Kirk Cousins has a great year. He's going to backdoor a top 12 like he does almost every year, seemingly. Jefferson's going to have a good year. Thielen's healthy. Cook's going to be healthy. I think they make it into the playoffs easily and make some noise. Uh, But my big hot take I think. Aaron Jones is going to go back to a no doubt top five PPR running back this season simply because nobody is talking about him. I feel like he's being underdrafted. I think we see him return to that 2019 form where he was the number two running back. He scored 16 rushing touchdowns. He had 49 receptions, almost 500 yards. He had over a thousand rushing yards, uh, four and a half yards a carry. I think without Adams, Aaron Jones absolutely lights it up this season. He's going to win you weeks. He's going to have big weeks. Dylan's obviously going to have some of his big weeks when they're trying to run the ball out, uh, when they're blowing teams out. Uh, But A.J. Dylan is going to have two 40-point weeks probably this season and have over 300 fantasy points again like he did in that 2019 season and be maybe even the fantasy MVP this year just because where he's being drafted and where I think he's going to finish.
0: All right. Well, that That will do it. For the nfc north show we'll let the people decide if the hotter take was aaron jones as top five running back in fantasy or the lions in the super bowl in 2025 or 2026. you know where to find us qc underscore fantasy on twitter and instagram and we will be back next time with the nfc east thanks guys see you
2: see ya go pack go